Welcome, everybody, to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here, as ever, with the talented, the charming, the cunning Howard Tybal. God, that's exactly how I was going to describe you. Well, as usual, you take the words right out of my mouth. Trump. We call that the Trump. We are uh, back on opposite ends of the coast, Pete. I know. I know. My heart is just a little bit broken knowing that we're, <laughs> oh, ju- we're no, just yeah. talking and I can't look at you again. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is uh, this is a great uh, conversation we're going to have today uh, with our very special guest, uh, Linda Penland. And Linda, uh, Linda represents two uh, fantastic organizations, uh, which we will be talking about today. Linda is the Senior Director of Finance Shared Services at Creighton uh, University and the co-chair of the Unimarket Now User Conference, which we will be talking more about. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, we are, we're delighted to have you here for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, your experience in, in shared services uh, from the finance uh, side of the house. We're very interested in, in having a conversation about what you do and, and, and how uh, shared services has impacted Creighton. We're, we're also going to be talking about Unimarket Now, this user conference. And, you know, Howard has been invited, again, uh, perhaps mistakenly, he's been invited to keynote uh, this, this fantastic uh, conference. Can you- you tell that he likes to set the bar low so that <laughs> he really does he really does but you know what in the end it plays to my favor i, I think uh, that's we'll what see. that's what we're doing we're, it's all calculated uh but uh, howard is going to be speaking at this conference and you know it got us thinking uh for our audience and, and you know we see um unimarket everywhere i go to, to user conference i go to to uh you know industry events and unimarket is everywhere for those of of us who aren't in the the purchasing procurement business i wonder if you could tell us first a little bit about Unimarket, the company, uh, and uh, what they do, what role they serve, uh, and uh, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, the role of the conference and, and um, what you're going to be sharing with procurement experts. Well, Unimarket is a collaborative procurement tool. It's a, it's a cloud software tool that offers an e-marketplace and an e-procurement solution uh, that allows you know, suppliers to provide us with a catalog and to be able to do all of our transactions electronically. So we're able to place an order uh, to Unimarket. It electronically goes out to the supplier. If the supplier so chooses, they can also then electronically invoice us back for that order. So it's a full uh, solution, you know, end to end, as far as electronically being able to do orders. So it's it, so Unimarket is the the tool has allowed you to to sort of uh, batch all your your uh, providers and services all in one place. Yes, it does. Fantastic. So now the conference, as co-chair of the conference, uh, this is the, if I understand right, this is the fourth annual user conference for Unimarket. Uh, what is it that the conference represents? What is the uh, what's the intention of the conference? Who's it for? And and what are you going to be uh, what are you going to be sharing with the with the world? Well, the conference is all about the the users, um, and it's the existing users or any prospective customers that may be coming on. It's a great way to learn about the Unimarket company and also the tool that they have. Um, so there's what we've done in the past is have a lot of interaction as far as with uh, we have a couple of individuals of many individuals that come from Unimarket, but their home base is in New Zealand. And we have a couple of individuals, the global product manager that's there, as which is Justin Gillian, as well as Damian Hollis, who's the CIO. And they provide us with updates on what they're doing, what they're looking at going forward, maybe new new customers that have just come on or ones that they're looking at, and the 
you know, the future enhancements that they're looking at for, for us for the tool. So it's a couple of days. We've expanded it this year, so it's actually going to be over a couple of days instead of just a day and a half. It's the equivalent of two days. A lot of networking uh, with the other customers. It's a great time. We get some hands-on experience with the tool. If we're having difficulties uh, with any pieces of the tool, you know, getting our university up and running on that. Um, it's just, it's great with the networking, the suppliers are there, we get to hear from their viewpoint, how they utilize the tool, they, what they would like to see us as customers doing uh, with the tool and interacting with them. And so you get the, the full scope of, of things that are going on there. This year at the conference, we're doing, um, as you indicated at the beginning, Howard's going to be our guest speaker, talking to us about you know change management, decision making, and that strategic planning. We're also going to have breakout sessions that are going to focus on you know, certain areas of emphasis like accounts payable, the contract management, doing blanket orders, those types of things. And then we also will have some sessions um, where they will be able to show us some of the new features that they're working on and talk about the roadmap of what they're going to be working on over the next year as far as enhancements for us. It, it sounds like a great conference. I think the only thing that would make it better is if it wasn't in Nashville but rather was actually in New Zealand. <laughs> well, yeah, we've asked for that, but unfortunately, probably none of us as customers, our budget would allow us to do that. But boy, that would be nice. That that would be nice. Uh, Howard, you are you're going to be taking the stage there, talking about uh, talking about change and and uh, the role of change in the in the finance department. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you know some of the hot areas you see. Well, you and I have talked a lot about this over the years, and we have even done podcasts on shared services. You know, what I'm really excited about, Linda, is that I think we're at a time in higher ed where the recognition of uh, helping people navigate the change they have to get through to be more effective and efficient this is in everybody's mind because we've seen lots of failures. And there, there have been, when I say failures, what I mean by that is uh, for years, the, the, the concept of shared services isn't new, is not new. However, there's a lot of institutions that are still yet to put their toe in the water to really do this. And you've, you know, you've got a couple of years into this. And I am certain that the process that you went through to have people understand how their jobs are going to change and how their jobs are not going to change and how to leverage this and how it's going to be in their benefit. There is, there is some very uh, intentional and effective things you can do to help people through the change. And, and what I'm excited about is that I think that there's a greater receptivity to this is a discipline that we have to apply. Just like we have financial disciplines, I think there are change management disciplines that I'm sure you had to go through uh, at Creighton when you, when you made that transition, Linda. We did. There was a lot of, you know, working with our constituents across the campus, and we did a rollout uh, across our campus when we brought on the Unimarket tool. And also, at the same time we were bringing the tool live, we also uh, stood up a business service center. And the business service center was all around anything that's touching the procure-to-pay processes. So we definitely had our challenges, things we would do different uh, next time, but we are you know, our service center has been up and running two years with the Unimarket tool. Things are going well there, and we are actually, as part of our strategic plan, 
looking at expanding our shared services initiative. Well, you know, what's, what's interesting for me is I think the three topics that uh, Brian Sweeney and you and I have talked about that are, I think, essential to be able to implement a shared service strategy and, and, and integrate that with a new tool like Unimarket is this idea of the disruption that the change produces and how do you navigate that? Uh, how do you effectively make decisions around the change where you're really articulating the benefits, but you're also looking at uh, what are the problems we need to solve here? And is our strategy big enough? Uh, Should we be thinking more broadly, more narrowly? And then finally, uh, framing it in the context of larger strategic planning. You know, there's institutional strategic planning, but there's also divisional strategic planning, you know, within a finance division, work with lots of institutions that have taken that step. So I think what they're going to hear from me, and I'm sure from others, is a holistic approach. And in many ways, that's what I think you're representing, uh, being both from a shared services and uni- you know, using Unimarket, is that this is about a holistic approach to a procurement. And strategic sourcing is another example of that. So uh, I'm very excited about helping people take the next step uh, from a leadership standpoint and also from a change management standpoint uh, to figure out how they want to transition their campus to be more holistic around procurement. One of the, you know, it's interesting. One of the, the um, you know, sort of, I think it's a military axiom that, that when you're doing risk assessment, you're not just looking at the potential problems coming up over the horizon, but the problems coming up uh, over every potential horizon. Uh, you know, you mentioned that there were things that you would have done differently, um, Linda, when you rolled this out two years ago. I wonder if you could just uh, share a little bit more about you know, what are those challenges uh, that, that you ran into and, and things you might have done differently and give us a, a little bit of an idea of some of the, the particularly the, the leadership organizational structural challenges that, uh, that were difficult for you uh, at Creighton. I think one of them was uh, communication um, and just having everyone on campus buy into the process of uh, they all wanted to use the new tool. Uh, going to a shared services model with our business service center uh, was something they were a little more hesitant. They wanted to sit back and and wait and see, let someone else go first. So there's a lot of angst around around that, and it's very difficult, uh, I found, getting everyone communicated to at the right time, you know, what is that right time? I think in hindsight, more communication up front, we took the approach that we were um, automating several of our processes. The tool helped us automate some of those, and we took, we were using a pilot group and to not interrupt our academic side of our campus, we started with the operations areas. Um, that worked well in some cases. And bringing those on, and that was also our pilot group. Um, in hindsight, the admin- academic side of our campus would have liked to have been right in the forefront as well. Well, what's interesting, Linda, is... Uh, Sometimes you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't, right? <laughs> right. So that, so that you know, I've seen in, in helping with lots of change projects is that you make a choice that, you know, we're going we're gonna to pilot a group to build some momentum uh, around potentially low-hanging fruit or where we already have buy-in. And 
in the end, the pros of that is that you can do a great job there. The cons are, there's no question, people are going to look at that and some will say, you know, it would have been nice if maybe we, we got a chance to go with you. Had you done the opposite, it could have equally played out that people said, you know, you should have done a pilot and, and started that way. So I, I think that what's very interesting, it's very easy in hindsight to look back and, you know, from a lessons learned standpoint, uh, say we would have done it differently. That My guess is at the time when you were looking at this, given all the other projects you had going on, it was the right decision at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, to me, the the message I want to convey, and, I, and I'm always looking to convey to people and organizations, it's not so much about getting it right. It's about when you put something in place, you're flexible enough to then recognize how you want to do course correction. And I'm certain that you had more work once you got the project started to figure out how to navigate it. Uh, versus figuring it out up front. I think the mistake we make, Linda, and I'm curious what you think about this, is I think we think we have to have it all figured out so that we don't have these kinds of disruptions or people not being happy. And I think the truth is we need to accept the fact that when we put any change in place, there's going to be a subset of people who are going to look at this and have a hard time with it. And what we need to do is instead of saying, oh, somehow we failed, to recognize that as an opportunity to get in there and get closer to them and to work closely with them. And that, that's how great projects succeed. It's not in the, in, in, in the conception of it. It's in the implementation of it. I think you're, really, you're right on, Howard, that we did, you know, as we're working our way through the project, had to make changes, make adjustments. And I think leading that project, I was well aware, you know, there's going to be, everything won't be perfect. But I think that that was one thing our campus was expecting is that we had everything figured out, all the answers. Um, and that's a cultural change. Um, and I think just with the change management is getting people on board to accept that there will be bumps. Everything won't be perfect right out of the gate. Um, and we will have to make adjustments. You know, yeah, exactly. The I just had a conversation this morning with another institution, and we were talking about a transition they're going through with uh, with a um, with using Workday. And in this case, you know, so I was raising the idea that we lie to people up front and say how wonderful it's going to be, and then that's why they're so deeply disappointed because we we don't tell them the truth. It's going to be hard. And the interesting thing they came back with is they say the the project team leaders said to me they really dislike the current system. And the truth is, as a result of that, they are so welcoming of a change. So it really depends on sort of the cultural perspective people have of what they currently have. And if they know they can't do the things they want to do, the system is 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 slow or doesn't work well, and you offer up a solution that's better, it's going to make the acclimation much easier. On the other hand, in most places, people are comfortable or complacent with what they have, and asking people to learn new things can be hard. So, so I think that the the nature of the change you went through is precisely it. it like there is a roadmap that you navigated, and and I think your leadership is probably the thing that, uh, for you and for even for me, leading projects. You grow from this. You, you really learn what it means to step up and at times be directive and say, we're doing this because 
it's the right thing to do for the institution. And other times, we're, we're, you, you bring people together to say, what do you think? And, you know, we're going to be flexible here. Sometimes we're not truthful about where we want input and really will take the input, you know, versus asking for input, but really we've already decided. You know, that's a classic dilemma mm-hmm. uh, in leading these kind of change projects. But I'm certain you grew, you, you grew from the experience, didn't you? Oh, definitely. Learned a lot. One of the uh, one of the thing, characteristics that Howard has, has talked about and written about, uh, I think, at some length, is this idea of of kind of the phases of adoption, where you have one. Uh, it's easy to start an initiative, uh, but it's it is a whole different uh, expertise to build excitement around that initiative and establish momentum, right? Uh, Launching an initiative is challenging. Building uh, momentum and getting everybody else bought in is something that requires a whole new level of expertise. Uh, Howard, can you reflect on that a little bit and how that applies to to, uh, uh, what we're talking about here? Well, I think this, this, what you just described, and I'm sure Linda was nodding her head too, you know, it's, you know, getting people to buy into a concept, you know, versus buy into, to the actual change and make it their own. It, it, it has everything to do with finding a way to have people have the experience that it was their idea or that there's a piece of it that became their idea. That the piece that we struggle with is we don't, want, we don't ever want anybody to be unhappy. Right? right, and because we don't want to make anybody unhappy, we shoot ourselves in the foot, and we somehow forget that the role of leadership sometimes is to step forward and say, "I understand you don't like this, and for the institution, this is the right thing," and be willing to take the heat for that. And I know presidents have a hard time sometimes with that. Uh, cabinet members have a hard time, and part of the acclamation to mo- better and faster change is being willing to put a stake in the ground and say, we're doing this because it's the right thing. And here's where we're looking for your input so that you can feel like you are part of the process. You know, so when Linda, when you think about your shared services, what's the next big step for you uh, in terms of the thing you'd like to see happen on campus that, that would be, that would continue to move it in a, in a positive direction? I think it's expanding on our shared services model. There's more things uh, besides just the procure-to-pay items that would benefit from a shared service or just more of the open openness to discuss. Maybe uh, there's items that need a process improvement, not necessarily being co-centralized uh, in a shared services center, um, but it's just that openness to change and yes. actively helping with that. That's really great. You know, what's interesting is so many technical implementations replace one system for another, but what we don't do is modify the business process, and that often plays catch-up behind the scenes. And and it really comes from people's willingness and interest to be part of that conversation. Uh, so what you're describing to me makes such perfect sense. You know, how do we broaden our ability to say, in what other ways can we be thinking about uh, sharing functions? How do we engage more people, more faculty, more administrators in the process, uh, utilizing the tool more effectively? So this is one of those things that, you know, as long as you're as Creighton, this is going to be something that you're going to keep working towards. We we never get to an endpoint on this one. You know, when you, when you finally turn the reins over 20, 30 years from now to the next person, they're going to be inheriting the same thing, but with, uh, you know, a slightly different variation on uh, change management issues. 
right? 20, 30 years, right? Is it is that fair? You're laughing, <laughs> That's fair. of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it looks like it's going to be a great uh, a great conference and a great lineup of other speakers, uh, including, and I'll, I'll say honestly, the very talented and charming Howard Teibel uh, as oh, keynote. Well, the the conference is uh, takes place now. Linda, please check me as soon as I start uh, start lying here. But it's it is in Nashville. It is it starts Wednesday, October twenty second through Friday, October twenty fourth, and uh, it is uh, it's open to it's open to all right. Uh, Unimarket customers uh, register now. Yes. Yes, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a great conference. I think um, Howard's keynote speak is going to be right on. Um, that's one of the things that we've all benefited from in the past conferences is talking about how we all each have implemented the tool and how we did it differently, how we worked it through our campuses. So the whole change management discussion with the tool is going to, is perfect for anyone that's thinking about Unimarket or is already on or just recently getting ready to do their implementation. It's going to be a perfect time uh, for the discussion. Well, it, it really is, and I, I love the approach of a, a technical user conference that deals both with how you use the tool and how you implement the tool, the effect of the tool on the culture that you're you're establishing. It's a, it is a great balance, and uh, and I will say, uh, we'll put a link to the registration page in our show notes here on the website at tybalink.com, uh, and, uh, uh, but it is a very affordable conference with a lot of meat. It looks uh, looks. Uh, really great. So, uh, Linda Penland, thank you so much for joining us from from uh, as a representative of the concert, conference and from uh, uh, Shared Services at Creighton. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, Howard Tybel, do we have anything else for the people? No, I think you ending on how charming I am is perfect. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. Boilerplate. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for uh, listening to us today. You can find out more about the show at tybalink.com. You can subscribe for pre- free. Just search for Navigating Change in uh, in the iTunes podcast directory, and you can subscribe to us. Make sure you don't miss a single episode of the show. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Howard Tybel or at Pete Wright. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, on behalf of Howard Tybel, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybalink. <laughs>